Hallelujah. You want to have a silver of God. Amen. God is good. Hallelujah. I bring you greetings from our daddy, the bishop. Can we celebrate him and mommy with a clap offering? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This is our month of trumpeting his majesty. Hallelujah. This is our month of unusual encounters with God. Amen. You will have glorious testimonies. You will have glorious testimonies. You will have glorious testimonies. In the name of Jesus Christ. Even if it's just one hour to the close of this month, you will have a testimony. In the name of the Lord Jesus. God is too faithful to fail. He's too faithful to fail. He's too faithful to fail. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. This morning, one of the things that you're going to have when you leave this service is an unusual oil for favor. I said unusual what? Oil for favor. Praise the name of Jesus. And unusual what? Oil for favor. Praise the name of Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Praise the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The favor of God. Amen. Hallelujah. So that is the package you will get after the service. But the message you will get this morning is called preparation. I know I gave you a subject. The reason I took time to worship because the major message had to change. It changed. So I had to wait for some few details so that I can bring the word to you. So let's shout preparation. Let's go to the book of Luke chapter number 14, verse 25 to 33. Luke 14, 25 to 23. Luke 14, 25 to 23. Now great multitudes went with him, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Before we go further, go back there. Before somebody says, your father, I hate you. My mother, I hate you. My sister, I hate you. My wife, I hate children. You cry, I hate you worse. Because I want to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. What Jesus Christ is saying here is that you place him ahead of everyone and anything. That nothing or anyone is of greater value than him in your life. Now this people they called are very dear to every person. Your father is the reason that the seed was raised your mother. Your mother is the reason why the seed was nurtured and then you were delivered. Your wife is the one that is a mother who continues the mother's work with you. She can determine whether you eat the fruit that will take you to life or death. She's an amazing person. The children are a product of your union with your wife. Your brothers are your should I say your partners that came from the same source? They are very dear to you. Jesus did not say that you should look at your pastor and church members. That is a bit far in a certain way. But if you look at this place, you can link it up to what happened to Abraham in Genesis chapter number 12. When God said that, leave your father's house, leave your family. So anytime God wants to move with a man, God must certify that the man, the only thing or person important to him is God. 
You are not ready to go any journey with God if you have options that pull you back. This was what God was trying to do for Lot. But Lot refused that surgery. He says, take your wives, take your two daughters and their husbands and move out. Then as they were moving out for Lot's wife, she didn't even start the surgery. Why did she turn back? Her heart was in the place where they said she should leave. So she turned back because she couldn't let go. She couldn't let go from her heart. For where the treasure of a man is, there his heart will be. Your heart goes toward where your treasure is. And where your heart goes, your acts also follow. Your, your devotion, your service, your commitments are to where your heart is. Wherever your heart is not, your actions will never go that direction. It's, I, I always believe something, that when you see people's attitude towards work, very, very, um, not so good, the issue is their heart. The issue is their heart. Now, if they do things without a change of heart, they are doing it to please you. That's where faith, so faith service is when you have not had a change of heart, but a change of act. So your actions are to please a man, not because your heart has understood the actions. So God was trying to help them, but Lord's heart, the wife, the heart was so much in Sodom and Gomorrah. And so when they were moving, she turned back because her heart, her face was towards the place of deliverance, but her heart was still in the place of condemnation. That's a re repentance is not an issue of the mind or actions. It's an issue of the heart. Religion is about the actions. Christianity is about the heart. So Jesus changed you inward and then it reflects outside. Religion wants you to change inward by outward expressions. So if you do this and this and this, you will find favor before God and then you are adopted into the kingdom. But God says, no, I will do this and this and this. You are accepted before me and begin to learn how to be accepted. But even the husband, he looked as if that he went to the surgery. He did not. Because the angels told him to go into the mountains. And he said, oh, no, 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 that's too far. Let me go to all these villages. And on God's program, the villages were meant to be destroyed as well. Alongside Sodom and Gomorrah. Read the Bible carefully, see but because the angels were in a hurry to set Sodom and Gomorrah ablaze, they said, okay, no problem, go. Can you imagine how merciful and how awesome God is? And even the disobedience of Lot, his disobedience brought salvation to a small nation. It, it's so serious. All because he was connected to a man of covenant, Abraham. All because... The negotiations that took place between Abraham and God was about the salvation of the cities. But it was contingent on how many righteous people will be in the city. So since the negotiation could not come to a point where the city could be saved, then the one that was connected to him must be saved. But it can only be removed from the calamity. Are you following me? 
And because of his connection to Abraham, even when he refused to go to a designated place for his salvation, even disobedience, where he chose, God saved that place for his sake. How much more you? That you are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. That you are God's own child. Wow. That you, you are not, your, your covenant is not with just Abraham. No. It's with the seed through whom all nations of the world will be blessed. Jesus Christ. So if a, a man's covenant with another man who just pleased God, not fully, could save a man and save a city, how much more you that have a better covenant? So, here, he's not talking about you literally hating your nuclear family or your closest. But Jesus must be the only. There was a time in my life, I'm saying a time in my life because for some reasons, I had to adjust a few things. And um, this scripture was the way I lived. Uh, you understand why I'm saying the way I lived? That was before I married. If it's time to go to church and we are late, I'll leave you there. Saturdays, you don't talk to me. When I come to service, you don't smile at me. Uh, if I'm praying and my father knocks the door, I don't mind him. Nobody. He was the only person for me. If you truly want to be a disciple of Christ, men won't like you. There should never be a day in our lives that there's anything that is too important than Jesus. You've not started the journey. If your heart is really for God, God has a way of taking out the things you like so he can still have you. So be careful some prayers to pray. Oh Lord, take the word from me and give me you. Be careful. Lord, Lord let not, I don't, nothing is about Lord. Take everything. It is you. Take, take everything. Take everything. It's you. Oh God, it's you. Take my wife away. Take my children away. The man of God was praying and then he heard a prayer that John Knox prayed. John Knox laid under a truck and was praying and told God, give me Scotland or I die. I've got to hear that as he was also charged. So he was praying, he was fasting and praying. Then he said, God, give me Ghana or I die. God said, you want to die? <laughs> say he has not prayed the prayer again. The next verse. So is that clear? Is that clear? So don't say me this is your father. I said, my pastor told me that I should hate you. From the disciple of Christ. Yes, the next verse, sir. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Continue, sir. For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it? So the issue is not about starting, it's about finishing. Are you getting the whole idea? So finishing is the reason for the sitting to consider, not the starting. Whatever you're doing, God wants you to finish, not just start. Finish. Starting is good, but you have to finish. God does not like abandoned projects. Amen. Praise God. So the focus here is finishing it. But how do you finish? There's something you must do first. What is the first thing you do? 
you sit down and then you count the cost. How much resources do I have? Can they do this project? Can they finish it? The relationship I have, the context I have, can they finish it? So before you start, let's continue. Please, after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him. Next verse, sir. Say, this man began to build and was not able to finish. Continue, sir. Or, what king going to make war against another king does not sit down first and consider whether he's able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000? Or else, while the other is still a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks conditions of peace. Quickly. Don't stress yourself. Hallelujah. But how would you send delegation if you've not even considered what you have? Praise the name of Jesus. Let's continue. So likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. Now, this scripture brings to mind the issue of planning. Somebody say planning. Because that is what it is. I want to build a house. I must first sit down and consider what are the resources available. What I have. Can it start and then finish? If it cannot finish, then let's wait more. Let's add some more resources. Let's make some contacts before we build. Okay, I'm going for war. How many soldiers do I have? Are they all capable? Can they do this battle? I must access my enemy. What does he have? What is he bringing on board? When I look at that and look at my own, no, I cannot. We go straight away, delegation, Oga. We are sorry. What can we pay? Let's forget this thing. It's planning. But there is something that is the parent of planning, preparation. So planning is a subset of preparation. You cannot prepare without planning. You need planning in preparation. So preparation will require of you to plan. Now, why will you plan? You plan because, or you prepare and also plan in the, in, in, in the preparation because what you're doing is of great value to you. What is not of value, you do not prepare for. It's only things of value that men take time to repair. And most times, the ability to estimate the extent of the value also influences the extent of preparation. The ability to estimate the extent of the value or the size of the value also influences the extent of your preparation. So, you are traveling, you are in Shashi, you want to travel to Oyarefa. When you count the cost of going to Oyarefa and what you're going to do, the number of days you're going to stay, will it require how many clothes and all that? Now, if you're just going to visit for three hours and come back, your preparation, you don't prepare as somebody who is traveling to the U.S. and will not be back in two months. Are you with me? The preparation that goes into planning a wedding is not the same for planning 
What's a funeral? Share my mother for your funeral. Baby Jessica. Hallelujah. Your child's naming ceremony. No, truly. Some of you that your wedding day. That, what, what went into that wedding? Instead of planning some of you two years before your wedding. One year before your wedding. The vision you had in mind, the kind of the kind of shirt you want to wear inside the suit, the color of the suit you want to wear, the shoe you want to wear, the, the, the guys that must follow you, what they have to wear. You go, some of you, you don't want trouble, so you go like three years before the time, take the list and start preparing. Especially if you're going to marry for some place, you have to buy cow. The demands of the project has an influence on the extent of preparation. The value. Now, when you know that you've been called for an interview at Zenith Bank, I mean, one of these top companies, and uh, they, you know that after they see your face, they say, okay, to qualify, maybe you're qualified the first phase of seeing your face. You do have to do test. Now, if you, if you consider, when you sit down first and consider the financial situation of your family and how you struggle to finish your first degree and how that your father needs some money, your mother is also broke. Your brothers must go to school. And this position, you have been told by an insider, the pay out of the month is 15,000 Ghana cities. Hello, sir. Bless you, sir. You know, on Sunday, you preach about favor. You know, by God's grace, I've gotten a call for an interview at uh, Talo. Please, can I miss church? And I can't come on Tuesday and Thursday and Sunday. Why is he asking for missing church? He wants to prepare for that aptitude test. Because like that, when he considers the value of that thing, the value to him is the amount of money. Now, the 15K is the takeaway. Is the, like the net, the salary. But there are other things to enjoy. You have like, you have about four trips. US, UK. And, and, and they have given all this information. Forget your pastor. Three day fast, I should come and prayer. No, sir, we don't do this. You you had one that prayed that prayer, and you also said we should prepare. Let me prepare, please. The value, and you realize that sleep goes off you. Anything you do to stay awake, you start calling friends. Do you have any? I I need sats, I need this, I need gym. You are preparing. Why? Because you can see the value. The value is affecting the extent of preparation so much so that preparation has been engrafted in sacrifice. Shall preparation. When God had to create Adam, God had to prepare. God prepared in eternity past when nothing existed by him being existence. There was no heaven, no earth, no angels, no thrones, nothing to worship him. He stood alone in eternity that we can't define by the words of man's mouth. I don't know how that place is. But that is him. He was the place in the place and the place. And he was thinking about Adam. Nothing existed. Nothing. He was the only existence. No human mind can conceive this thing. It's too much to conceive. Right in that realm. Where the realm is still him. He thought. He said before you were formed. I knew you. He was thinking. Planning. How do I create this man? How do I make this man? Okay. Because of this man, 
I need to have a city and have a throne so I can be a prototype for him to learn how to rule like me. So God now decided to make a heaven. Make the angels. Make everything. Are you with me? Then when he had now made that, he now said, for this man to survive in a place I call Aden, it must be in an earth. For the environment to be conducive for living, there must be other factors around his universe that must make the universe habitable. People of God, let me tell you something. Everything that God made, everything that God created, the ones we have discovered and not discovered, every one of them has a contribution to making earth habitable for man. Man was not made for creation. Creation was made for man. So the preparation of God to creating Adam involved God creating the galaxies and the, the constellations, all of these things. God went into preparation, preparing all of this before he now made an earth, even the earth. Before he brought Adam there, he took time to prepare a garden before he put the man there. That's how far God prepares. The preparation of God and the creation of Adam should let you know the value God placed on man. Give me some eight. How excellent is your name in all the earth who have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man? It means that all of these things were created because of this man. What, what, no, what is this man? This contemplation is not necessarily a contemplation of a human being. Is one that had access to a mind of an angel. An angel was thinking, what, 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 what God all do all this? So, what is man? You are mindful of him. The son of man that you visit him. God does not visit angels. He visits man. God. Can I tell you something? I just received by the spirit. You know angels can't wait to be sent to visit you. Is the word working? I receiving something. People of God, angels. Just can you imagine like angels? And cry will God send me to visit somebody? Do you think that the greetings of Gabriel to Mary was just Hail Mary? How are you? Adoma Shaoma. I have an information for you. You have a seed. Shall be called Jesus. How shall this be? You ask too many questions. You to happen. The power of God will shadow you. And then what will be found, you'll be holy. You just get ready for it. Charlie, take care, take care. When angels are sent to man. Hell Mary, how are you doing? There's good news for you today. Ah, you know something's gonna be happening to you. You're gonna have a seed in your womb. Eh? I can't wait for it. Because why would the angels appear in the sky at the birth of Christ and they were singing? Angels feel privileged when they are sent. Because who is man that you? So the visitation is God Himself. Then one day he says, You to visit. Ah! They're so excited to visit you. That's why when there's an angelic invasion in a service, 
things happen. They come with the glad tidings of God. They come with the, with the aromas of heaven. They, so you might think that is God. Now, we don't worship angels. We don't worship angels. But angels serve you. Angels serve you. Angels serve you. The Bible even says that in the last days in the territories that we shall judge angels. Hey, what, what were you? What, what did you do that to? Hey, you were supposed to have caught me when the car was falling. You left me to fall. What did you, what did you do that? Oh, pastor, you're speaking blasphemous. No, it's the Bible that said the Bible. It's not me, the Bible. Angels are excited. One of these days in our service, God will open eyes to see how angels come to church very early. Continue, sir. For you have made him a little lower than the angels. Actually, actually, the original translation talks about smaller gods. God has made him a little lower than God himself. And you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hand. You have put all things under his feet. Angels are servants. They are servants. They are giving responsibility and then they serve. Men are giving territories to rule. And have assistance by angels. He did not say to angels, he has made them kings and priests. He said to you and I, he has made us kings and priests unto our God. We were not created to be served by men. We are created to lead, but not, not be served by men. That's why no man likes you to rule over them. Because in our DNA, we are not made for you to rule over another man. But you are made such that angels will be the one to serve you. So you know something? You are a king. Huh? You are a king. Okay, listen. You are a priest. You remember in the Old Testament when you see the high priest and you see other priests. This one is cutting goat. This one is cutting this. In your own case, you are a priest and angels are your assistant pastors and your deacons and your elders. That's, that's what is happening here. Hallelujah to Jesus. If God brings any man your way in your earthly time, it's a privilege of you. It's a privilege God has given to you. So that's why you... It, the fallen man lords over men. Even God doesn't lord over you, though he's lord. I lay before you today life and death. I wish you choose life. Even God doesn't force salvation. So please, if you are here and you are in the habit of being bossy over people, just note one thing. You have suppressed a certain DNA that is of God in you. And you are trying to implant to you another DNA from the devil. Anything that makes you feel you are better than somebody, be careful. Because even he, who was in the class of God, left his class to come to our class to take us to his class. Who dare you think you are better than somebody? You are so. Too home, well, home. Climb over the new hatch here. You feel so big. That thing is so foolish here because you are feeling it, but you are not it. You feel so big, but you are not big. You see the whole thing. You are not. I've realized that men who had to serve their way through to places of affluence and influence are very down to earth. 
But those who mistakenly got there. I've realized something. That the rich, the rich, the rich, the rich are more simple than the poor. Because the poor needs external things to feel confident. The confidence of the rich are not on them. They are in their investments. The confidence of the poor is on them. If I don't use iPhone, they'll think I'm low. If I don't use iPhone 10, 14. So you realize that the rich are not buying the 14. It's the poor that are buying the 14 in the country. Except if you are buying it to enhance what you are doing. That's the main thing. But most of us, why are you changing the phone? You want to feel belong. You want to feel among. It means you don't know who you are. So it means that when you don't have these things, you are nothing. But that, is, that means you are speaking under gospel against God's gospel. You are being a liar. Because you are not what you have. You are, you are what he is. And what he has made you, sir. Some of you feel that because you are not married, you are, you are, you are less than your friends who have married. And so you want to force a marriage. Be careful, though. Be careful. See, I have a child with one of our brothers here. And then uh, we're talking about marriage, and I was like, hmm, I start as well. <laughs> I said, Brother, I thought you were so eager to marry. Ah, I just want to. Oh, no, no, he's enjoying his marriage. But you see, yeah, can't say, Mom, from Trump, don't go and marry up because we are teasing you. Don't do that thing. Jesus, we are playing, we are all family. But Charlie, if you cry in the house, we'll not be there. No, we'll not be there. No, no. Why, why should we cry with you? Hallelujah. I beg you, no, please. We are playing. No, we are, it's not a joke. Where we they joke? We beg you. No, I'm serious. Because some of you like you are in a haste to marry. I beg you. Sit down. Count the cost and see if you can finish. It's not every couple you see smiling around that are doing well. No. They have to put that facade, right? Yeah. You know, so when you see them, as soon as the entire church get that, honey. So honey, so we'll talk after the service now. <laughs> honey. Don't be confused. Screensaver, thank you, sir. And you're true. You watch them for a while, you'll catch them somewhere. They will make a mistake very soon. You'll see it. I just want you to understand how precious you are to God. So don't be bossy about people. No, no. Your dignity is not outward is inward and eternal. And you must come to that realization. If you don't come to that realization, be so bossy. Hey, don't. I don't force people to, to like me. That's the truth. Let me brag in a lot more. I don't force people. I don't tell people, hey, you have to be a son. Are you hearing me? Stand up, stand up, stand up. Stand up. You have to do what? Son. When you see me, take my back. Sit down. Sit up, sit up. Sit down. Stand up, stand up, stand up. Sit down, sit up, sit up. No. 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 When you know who you are and what you carry, the fragrance of it goes to men. And men cannot but honor you. As simple as that. 
And then when you, be, you begin to allow yourself to understand that, I have to also reverence others. When you reverence others, forget about level. Say, this one is below me. Who are you? Below where? It's not, it's not my class. What's the class about? Yeah, you have a first degree. The place you're working, the person that employed doesn't have a first degree. Your boss doesn't have a first degree. He has money. You are working for an illiterate. And yet you are proud. You know, you know where I work. Pastor, forget it. Six, six feet. Yeah, we are going six feet. So please, you must, you must. You see, I, I, I have been trusting God that the word you receive from this church, we've let it work in your life practically. Do you get my point here? I wonder, I'm trying the Holy Ghost to, so it will change all of us. And you realize that it will affect the church. It will affect, because the church is you. It's not this building. It will affect us. And it, it, should, it should start as you are hearing the word. Oh, I did a teaching on online. With my online friend. I'll tell them how to have a ready heart. The ready heart for the seed. I think I should one day teach this, that word. You know, some of you receive the word like this. And you're so excited. And you feel like you have received it. But as soon as we end the service. The thing you were told. During the service. That's what you do. Say, so I went to sow. Some seeds fell on the roadside. Some fell among thorns. Some fell on rocky places. And some fell in good grounds. But even the good grounds, there was the hundredfold ground, there was the sixtyfold and the thirtyfold. He says that those that fell by the roadside, the birds came to take it. So these are they that hear the word. And then, because they did not understand, the enemy comes and takes it away. So those that the word fell on the stones are these that hear the word. But for lack of depths, when the sun shines, the sun that should be a benefit to the plant becomes the destruction of the plant. This is the point you get to where a word opens a breakthrough for you and the breakthrough breaks you through. That now the blessing now becomes a curse. Why? For lack of that. You do not know why God brought that prophetic. Now listen, there's too many things in me to share this morning. Are you okay? When you say the prophetic, it's not the ability to see and say. It's the power to forcefully change. The prophetic is such that there is a glimpse of what God has prepared for a person and then there's the power to break every protocol to make it come to pass. That regardless your background and the things you are going through, the prophetic is the hand of God that comes upon a man, lifts the man against all odds, forces the man through and then makes the man come into the reality of what God has prepared before the man was formed. So when I stand and I tell you that in the name of Jesus Christ, I see you advancing. Now, I don't have to come and tell that, brother, brother, please, sir. Bash, give me strength. My brother, I was in the spirit. And I saw something. What I saw, are you Imam Fiedi?
Somebody said nonsense. Sit down, sir. I don't have to give you a diagnosis. I just gave you a prescription. So I look at him. I say, stand up, sir. In the name of Jesus, no matter what, I'm praying for you actually. No matter what you have faced all these years and all the contentions that count with your family and your bloodline, you belong to a different seed. By reason of that, you have been programmed for the top and not beneath. I pray over you in the name of Jesus. Get to the top! In Jesus' name. That's a prayer for you actually. Now, that's a prophetic force. So you realize that things now begin to arrange. The prophetic is not for fans. Stop confusing seers who are secretaries. You hear my point? No, the fact that, okay, telling me that the reason God allows us to have word of knowledge that sometimes the, the patient, uh-huh, uh-huh, the patient, I'm a doctor now, the patient, the faith level, when we, when we check his blood, the faith, because faith is the blood of the saint. Oh, that was deep. Mm, it, was, it was deep. I want to say deep. Because we, we can't conduct the surgery with the way the blood level. And now, doc, we can't do that. We have to give him blood. So when we check the faith level, God see that, no. The Holy Ghost is scanning. See, too much is coming to me. So in administration like this, the Holy Ghost is here. But as soon as, thank you, sir. As soon as I come to a person, the Holy Ghost tells me to talk to this person. Is that the, the, the spotlight of the Holy Ghost comes on him. It begins to rotate over him. All those scan machines and things. See, man cannot create what is not. That's why it's called an idea. So whatever man has made is an idea. It means that the main thing is there. That's why in all these American movies, they try to give us some alien, they, they said the alien technology of, is higher than the earth technology. Yes, because the thing is, is man cannot create except God gives the idea. So the, all this scanning machine is the Holy Ghost. So as I come to him, he, he, he's taking through him, they're scanning him, scanning him. Then the Holy Ghost said, no, I'm telling this. But the Holy Ghost doesn't tell me why he's telling me to ask him that this is your name, this is your wife's name, this is your uncle's name, this is your auntie's name. Then something that only he knows. See, because we need to work on his blood level. His faith level is low. He can't take what is about him. So let's do this right now to, you know, help augment this thing so that we can now release what is for him. So he, he now mentions something that only he and maybe the father knows. He's a person go like. Then the Holy Ghost said, mm, we have to add one more. Then you now mention something you are planning to do. Hey! Hey, Radio Huohu. Holy Ghost is nice enough. Now giving the word. The Lord told me that by tomorrow this time, I receive it. That's what God does. It can't be pressure once more. <laughs> Give me the scripture. Don't take the scripture. Give me the scripture. Hmm. Yeah. So, saints. That scripture now says that because of lack of debt. So the reason God brought that prophetic word to you for your prosperity is to let you understand that your prosperity is not for you. It's for the world. But because of shallow, no debt, that thing now becomes a curse to you. You get the whole idea. And he said there was another one too. That because of the word, tribulations came. So uh, information for you is this. 
Anytime God's word comes to you, it's an invitation for problems to come. So that the word can show his debility. So it says that the one that fell among tongues and was choked, he said they are the tribulations that came because of the word. So if you don't have trouble, don't take the word. It comes. I know now. How will, okay, you bought a torchlight. How will you know the torchlight works? Not in the night. Only it's in the daytime, you're wasting time. There's too many lights here. We need darkness, proper one. You bought an, uh, uh, this power bank. Your phone must go down for you to now check what problem is solving. Anna, what to You bought knife for cooking. And you're not cooking. You said knife is very good. How do you know the knife is very good? Use it. Hallelujah. You buy a car. The speedometer can reach 220. You have never gone there. Only 40, 50, 40. How will you know the car is good? So what to make you certify that the claim of a manufacturer is so, is usage. So the word of God is powerful. It's sharper. It's just sword. And you're not fighting. How will you know it's sharp? There must be a fight. A fight must come. The, see the, the dollar must run. Amen. So that you use the word. Uh-huh. Like, uh, yeah. Say the word, it works. Pa. Uh, you get the whole idea. Hallelujah. You are not married. Say marriage is sweet. Are you married? It is we the married people that can tell whether it is sweet or it is sour. Glory to God. Say, maybe I can't wait to marry. They wait to see, then they see Pastor Dave Mumanji. They're walking around. Say, Pastor Dave, Pastor, be touching mommy. And say, Doc. Hey, Doc. Charlie, honey, it's good to see you. Oh, see, oh, see, they, are, they are very, very nice. I cannot wait at all to get married. If I get a husband like that, it will really help my ministry. Yo, after the sister, worry, that will not be your testament, my dear. Any man that will come into your life that will, will oh, hey, after the sister, banner or your worshiper, no, too off key. Hey, no, who is someone that has been here? What do you mean? We gave you correct voice. What happened to her voice? The voice might be better in marriage. Don't come and kill the things. Amen. <laughs> Are you being blessed? Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Let me just try to stay focused because there's a whole lot of things come to my heart. And I don't want to close service too late today. Today we're not having believers class. That's why the service is like this. And then we'll take our offering and we're gone. Let's go back to the scripture. God did a lot before you came. He prepared for you. He prepared for you. Every other thing I've said after those, those sub notes have it for your practical living. Is that okay? Don't look down on people. God will make us so. You are kings and priests unto our God. President, just those ones are for. Let's get back to the thing. I'm with Amazon. Thank you, Jesus. God did prepare. He prepared. So the whole, uh, 
There was a story that Dr. Miles Monroe gave of a woman that had a, 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 a house, a wooden house, very nice. No, Abrachemope wooden house is a lot. That's a very nice wooden house in this bush, very nice place. Then she realized that, ah, there's, there's some insects be that are eating up the wood. So she got, you know, a company that deals and such, you know. And then they identified the insect. So they got them off. But when they got them off, the building was going faster down. Later they realized that the insects that they killed were the ones killing the insects that are killing the house. So everything that God made has a purpose. God is very deliberate. God is so, hey, do you know something? God has planned for you hmm, a certain appointment five years from now. Then he will start it when you were in DHS. A friend of yours will be in need. And then you'll be the one supporting the guy. On the guy, on the guy. You were friends to SHS since SHS has not seen the guy again. And then you get an employment in a company where they are not paying you well. But you are positioning yourself to be excited while you are working. And then you serve this old man very well. The man goes and talks, ah, I met this young guy, this guy, the guy, I wish this guy had a better place. And then, what's his name? So, Ima, Ima Asari. Ima Asari. And it's not this Ima Asari. Daddy, where did you see him? He says, you there. It's you. I have been looking for you. That thing you did for me in DHS, I can never forget it. I have, I have a certain deal for you. God has been working it. That is why you cannot play around relationships. You don't know where it is leading to. Personally, in my life, I have had certain big opportunities because I treated small opportunities as big. The big programs I've gone to came from small places. I know if a minister, when he goes for a program, before he goes, he will ask, how many people are in the auditorium? Said they are 30. Not meant for that kind of change. Mine is thousand, ten thousand. Yo. What you fail to realize is that sometimes the manager of the universe has been kept in a manger. He's in a manger, but he's the manager of the universe. If you can bow to him, the whole world will bow to him. Sometimes one person is a whole nation. Anyone that met Abraham thought they had met one single man. But didn't know he's the father of many nations. And the bosom of all saints that departed before Christ came. He was the paradise. One man. It is serious. Abimelech made mistake when he go carry Sarah. At night, God said, Hey, you are a dead man. I will kill you. <laughs> he said, Asa, I did not know. He said, I don't care. That is why I, I stopped you from touching her. Then I prayed that prayer recently. I said, hey, God, you could stop Abimelech from sinning. Why me, Lord? Stop me. Stop me. Stop me, Lord. Stop me. Stop me. Ah, stop me. Say, I, will ki- ah, I will kill you. Uh, you and I will kill all of you. Take his wife back. The guy carry wife go. Add goods on top. He said he's a property. God says Abraham is a prophet. He will pray for you. He- so people were calling him Abraham. A-B, A-B. But in the records of God, he's a prophet. You don't know who you are talking to. You don't know who he said about you. You don't know who he said about you. You, you, don't, know, you don't know me, oh. No, that's, that's, you, don't, you don't know me. You, 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 don't, you, you don't know me. You, you don't know me from anywhere. 
God says he's a prophet. God prepared for him. He did all of this. So I give you that story to the effect that God is very purposeful. They are trying hard to live in other planets. If not die, we don't die. Because where mass is, mass must be there. Where Saturn is, Saturn, they all must be there. So that earth can be where it is. The only person that can change this thing is the one that made it. The way, the rate at which the earth is rotating and revolving, that is how he has done it. It's for the earth. It's because of you he did that. You are the reason for everything. One day I was having a chat with my dad and I asked him a question why he took a certain step in a particular year. And it's like, you were the reason I took that step. I said, Daddy, why? See, you've always been my reason. Daddy, I cried. Can you understand why he, a certain step he took? And I told her, no, that step has worried us. Say no. Say you were in school then. I had to pay your fees. Where I was I? Couldn't pay it. So you were the reason I decided. You have always been my reason. He told me this last year. Say you've always been the reason. I, you understand that every decision he has taken, he said I have been the reason, and God is telling somebody right now, you have always been the reason why I have done everything I have done. So do you see when we are ungrateful that it requires the wrath of God? So we are the reason he made all of this. You see the level of preparation? Do you see the level of preparation? Do you see it? Do you see it? Now, look again. God prepared again for our salvation. When Adam fell, God prepared. In fact, I don't want to go to a bear some way, but actually he prepared before the foundation of the earth. He prepared Look how he prepared the thing. Cain killed Abel. Seth comes on the scene. The man began to call on God. Mm. Mm. It comes to Lamech. Lamech. Mm. Abi. Abi. Isaac. Isaac. Esau and Jacob. Jacob. Mm. Ah, okay. They have to. I've told my servant in Genesis chapter 13 that they will be they will be in a certain land as they so we have to arrange that one quickly okay so Jacob gives birth to 11 the 11th one is sold God organizes the selling shall I be careful when God is the one that is actually organizing the way you are feeling <laughs> you are binding the bag God says ah no it's me <laughs> I'm not doing everything <laughs> you are the boy <laughs> Guys, they drop the guy inside pit. All the arrangements be part of the deal. Then you organize some Ishmaelites to pass the area there. And then they sell the guy. And you arrange Potiphar to pass by market that day. Bought the guy. Then when he was done with his first degree course in managing plenty, so it's time for graduation. So you arrange Potiphar's wife. When you went for graduation, you put on gown. Joseph's only took away the gown. So after that one, he had to do his masters in how to manage scarcity. So he went to the university of the prison of the guards of Pharaoh. 
when his course was done, his thesis were two people who came directly from the king. He put a dream in their head. One had a dream. He was squeezing fruit. <laughs> Inside corn. The other one too. Bread was on his head. Best carried the bread go. So you see them. Because he's now the captain of the prison. So today you're not smiling. I had a dream. Tell me the dream. All power belongs to God. Tell me the dream. So this is what happens. Oh, don't worry. In three days from now, you shall be elevated back to your position. This is where you go. Remember me. God says, not time, Joseph. Take it easy. Not finish the class. Your thesis is the first one. Not the second one. And I say, uh-huh. I, I, you know, when the guy heard the dream, say, ah, the guy gave correct interpretation. Make I, see that character in there? <laughs> see, me too, I have a dream. They carry something for her. We best the job. So, oh, bro, cool off. So they go, take you from prison, but they go cut your head. If I, if I, I wouldn't have shared my dream. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, are you here with me? Are we having a good time in God's word? Hallelujah. And it comes to pass. And then, when God marked the scripture, huh, Joseph, you have done a very good program. You've done well. Okay, it's time for you to now move to the place I ordained you, but I dropped an idea in your spirit when you had that dream. Pharaoh goes to bed. Dream, dream. The guy see dream. Very confusing dream. One is not enough. He got time, went wee wee. He came back. God had another one. The butler forgets about Joseph. The king comes and share. I had a dream. I'm confused. Say, oh, I remember. May God bring you to the remembrance of them that are by the king that must recommend you for that place you must be. And then Joseph is called. Are you seeing the arrangement? And then Joseph is called. Joseph is called. So gives the dream. This is where creativity is so beautiful and innovation. The man asks for interpretation of dream. The man interprets and adds a solution. Sometimes be smart. A pastor, he told me to wash the car, but he didn't tell me to wash the ties. Because your pastor told you, pastor says, um, Ima, in the course of service, service, we're all in the spirit. We're in the spirit. We're in the spirit. And I need to talk to Roland. And I say, Ima, call me Roland. Then you go, Roland is praying. Then go like, Pastor is calling you. You have behaved like Joseph who interpreted dream without adding solution. The guy is praying, stay by him. Be watching him as he's praying. When he gets to a place where you can tap him a little bit. Then he goes like, initiate him. So you add a solution. When you add a solution, say so, uh, if you can get somebody who's wise, let him do one, two, three. Pharaoh <laughs> said, ah, this boy, pa. who else is wise than you? You see the thing? The guy put the solution and put something inside there. Put the code. The man has to press it. Receive wisdom. Receive wisdom. Receive wisdom. Receive wisdom. You know, we're coming to church. Just when we, 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 we took this, this, uh, at the Achimota there, you climbed there, uh, Pastor, you see that place after the Kantanka showroom that top there. So, uh, yeah, you can good go to the new station. Yes, so you see the, the when you're coming, the place is rough. And in Seattle, in Seattle, Taihono, the other part in Taiho, every car coming assumes that the Insu Tai a Tokro. So everybody is forcing to follow where it is playing. 
That's the Ghanaian attitude. So I pass through the water because the fact that there's water doesn't mean it's deep. Because we have been passing there when there was no rain. So we know the level. But that's the Ghanaian attitude. Nobody wants to take risk. Start first, die, then we follow. That's what we do now. Confit. Oh, Obi had told face marks. Obi had told me. What is invoked now? What's invoked now? Just check, check around. What? Plantain chips in bottle. Uh-huh. Mention them. Anything you see that people are doing a lot nowadays. Obi Abi. Online clothes selling. Uh-huh. And courier services. Or to her, yes. Eh? Then, cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. Eh? Oh, mention. Is that? Online food. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, you know them. I pray for you in this church. May you be 10 steps ahead of your generation. That I mean, they didn't send May you receive ideas that people have not received. That's why the Lord will help us by the leadership of our fathers will teach some things how to even get ideas. Sometimes you need to walk at night and pray in tongues. What can I do that is not available? What can I do? That's where the money is in where people are not doing. So everybody can come to you. Monopoly. Ghana here, what works here is monopoly. People that make money here are monopolistic. That's the system here. If you start first, you make your money. If you start second, you make some. Third. By feet, they forget it. May you see the opportunities here. God prepared. Look at the journey. Then Israel came. He was delivered. God prepared. God prepared. Why? Because the value God places on man is so much. So God prepared. God prepared. God prepared. The way your preparation is can give us an idea of the value of what you say you are preparing for. Value is seen in your preparation. Value. Okay. Now I'm landing. Now give us the book of Proverbs. Proverbs. Thank you, Jesus. I'm waiting for a day we'll come to church and we can preach for four hours. Would you like it? Proverbs 6, verse 6 to 11. Can we read it together? 134, go. Let me hear everybody. Let's, let's start again. Want to go? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. The Bible says you go to where? How many of you remember that message you at MJ Grant? I prayed a message on go to the ant. That message was powerful. Ah, that message was, that was powerful. Praise the name of Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Bible says that which have been no captain 
overseer or ruler provides for her supplies. Some translation says prepares supplies. The thing that hits me about the ant is the fact that he has no leader. Anytime I think of the scripture, I, I get sad. That there are some of us that if we are not overseed, we can't oversee. The, the aunt has no leader. So there's nobody say, hey, Charlie. Yeah, summer has come. Yeah, gotta, Charlie, gotta, gotta. Let's go get food. The aunt has no leader. There's some of us that if nobody is leading us, we can't do anything. We have to be told what to do every time. The Bible says you're a sluggard. Go to the aunt and learn wisdom. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? This is the principle where you get being in, having a sense of initiative. You are a carrier of God. You know the right thing to do. You don't need someone to supervise you. You understand me? You don't need anybody to supervise you. The aunt has no leader. But the guy knows how to prepare, 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 prepare. Preparation is one very key factor with the ant. Because of that, in the season where there's too much rain and it cannot go out, it has made provision for that whole season. So it cannot go hungry. While other animals are looking for food, the ant that has no leader has prepared for food in advance. He has no leader but has prepared. One key thing you pick from an ant is preparation. 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 What is it? Preparation. You don't need a leader. You are in the kingdom workers unit. And if you've observed our services for the past four weeks, you can tell this opening prayer that starts at 7.30. And worship starts at 8.15. For some reasons, all the pastors are late on this day. There's no deacon. There's no elder. And the people that you normally say prayer are not there. What do you do? The time is 7, 6, 7.30. As at 7.25, they have not all come. Don't wait. Don't wait for it 7.30. Pick your phone. Call pastor. Please, sir, where are you, sir? Uh, pastor, pastor, where are you, sir? Please, call 7, 7.25. Nobody's here. The prayer. What do we do, sir? What can we do? Because service must start at 7.30. Are you with me? Oh, so who, who okay? Then can you do it? Yes, I'll, I'll try my best. But what about the worship? Because there's no singer here. Okay, you or such, we do the prayer for 30 minutes. So we'll keep the service on before everybody comes. Yes, okay. That's a leader's attitude. You cannot be a leader of people if you can't be a leader of yourself. Hello. You see, when I was preaching, I stopped and I saw that thing. I said, it must be corrected. Did you see it? How many of you have seen it earlier now? No. How many have seen that that place have dropped? How many of you have seen, have seen it? I'm being resilient, sir. Oh, crown. Baby, baby, hear me. Oh, me, I want to show you something. Reason, let me see. Anybody saw that thing drop? You've seen that it was dropped? Okay. Now I want to advise all of us learn to be observant. 
It's a very good thing. Are you with me? Have you seen that thing hanging by the side? Is it nice? Have, have all, of, all of us seen it? How many of us have taken a step about it? Like to talk to somebody who can talk to me. So you see, that is that natural thing about us Ghanaians. We see the thing, but we don't touch it because it's not mine to touch. Do you get my point? But the kingdom behavior is different. Okay, I may not touch it, but somebody could respond for this. Okay, I'll go to Pastor Nipacho. This thing has been there for the past one month. Like this, for one month. Are you seeing the point? Oh, now you are sad. The Bible, you see, the word of God is for encouragement, correction, and uh, but that's the truth. Beauty is in orderliness. You don't need a leader for this. You take responsibility. Now you have all left me. You need it. Responsibility. It's part of the ant in its preparation. Hallelujah. You'll be surprised what makes me stay in church. It will shock you the thing the devil makes good to have not to be in church. It surprise you. So for preacher, if you practice, I'm going to be into his AC. I'm going to be talking. Because the guy in his car is AC. His house is AC. Oh. There are some of us that we cannot, we just love to be in his presence. Whether we are sweating or we are cooling, we are there. But there are yet others. If they sweat, when they won't come. Their deliverance is there. One of the fathers of the faith came to our service on Sunday, last week Sunday, and he, and he was telling the bishop after the service, he said, he said, while I sat there, I was praying in my heart that the people in this church will know what is in this place. He said, this place is full of angels. That's a father of the faith. I won't tell you details about where he's, so he's not a joker. That's what he saw. He said, he said I was seeing things. He said, I was praying for the members to see. A young man is in this church. He comes all the way from Tema. He said, when I walk in this church, I feel this peace. And the Lord told me, this is the place I should be. He comes from Tema for weekday services. Hi. Why can you crack it for surprising me? Hallelujah! When the traffic lights are not working, we're in trouble. <laughs> we're in trouble because nobody seems to want to take the responsibility of okay let me hold we're in Congo cry in Ghana here we are driving and you give way for one person just park and just rest because everybody they will know they are seeing that four cars are parked you should go some Mm-mm. all of them must come you stay there you can discern the spirit in the nation right from the people you can tell the rich can't show they are rich. Okay, if they show it, they will see show. 
has no leader. The arm prepares. Now, let me end this man. Jesus said, count the cost. Prepare. The ant also prepares. In this month of trumpeting the majesty of God, God is so ready to release unusual testimonies in our lives. But we must prove to God we value his visitation by our preparation. Check how all of us, maybe some of us, prepare to come to church. Just look at it carefully. Check it and see. If I know indeed, like I realized yesterday when the president came to that meeting, <laughs> uh, I could tell the president has come. I tell you, the bodyguards in Mufti. The whole roads are choked because the president is coming. He's coming into that service. The worship was going on. The president is coming. Continue worship. We have come. Push people aside. The security men were standing in places watching, observing. The church had to prepare. The president is coming. Setting protocols had to be observed. Some things can be allowed because a president is coming. When those days when Obama was going to come to Ghana, the intelligence agency came six months or so before he's coming. Book hotels in places you have no idea about. They are walking around like they are free, but they are all agents. I don't, I don't know if it was true, but there's a hotel close to the airport. They, they took the whole hotel. Paid them, go stay them. Because a, a human president is coming. Humanity had to prepare for the man to come. Prepare, prepare, prepare. Queen Elizabeth just passed away. Check the preparation out. They have been preparing for the woman's death a long time. Not now. It's in documents. No, it is there. It's a policy is there. How to handle her death? What must be done? It is there already. In the constitution of Ghana, that's what is there already. If a president dies right now, who put somebody else? Why do we come and cry about it? The nation must continue. It's a document is there. Preparation has been made before, long before now, before you and I were born. They prepared it there. It's there. Preparation. Preparation. Because the value that we place on that seat, preparation has gone on. If you know what it means to be in church, you will prepare to be in service. And you can no way leave the service without an encounter. Most encounters we don't have because we did not value where we are coming to. And therefore we, are, we just place no value on preparation for our coming. Even when you are helped to prepare, you don't do it. Because you can't see it. The man was called Father Nash. And the man called uh, Charles Finney. Says about Charles Finney. When Charles Finney enters a community, everybody gives an Christ. 90% stay in church. The remaining 10%, they don't do any sin again, but they won't go to church. The revival that characterized that man's ministry blows the mind. But the secret of that man was Father Nash. So let's say I'm Charles Finney. You are Father Nash. And I have a program in Kumasi. Maybe next week, Friday. Then he takes his own money. Goes to Kumasi a week before the program. 
books a hotel. Then, let me show you what he does. Father Nash, news like this. He got there on Monday. This is how he will be till Friday. Praying. Monday to Friday. And when Charles Finney will come, he will pray six hours before the crusade. You can't deny the power. The man walks into a club, it becomes a church. And there's a man that could kneel for days in prayer, preparing for an encounter. There is no supernatural move, there's an accident. There's a set of Christians called the Moravian Christians. They prayed consistently for 100 years for all the revivals we are seeing now. You know what it means? These guys forsook everything and hid themselves in, in caves. For years! Because God told them there's a coming revival. They prayed, prayed, and 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 prayed. 1905, Azusa Street Revival happened. That the service is going on. Then the temple is on fire. They call fire service. When they got there, they, they, they see the fire, but the house is not burning. What is this? Then they enter the church. They give their life to Christ. But it took some men. It took some men. And the thing about preparation for divine encounters is that in the time of preparation, you don't sense God. Like when you're preparing, you don't, you don't feel anything. Do you get the point? So it makes you think that, oh, I did the encore. No. You just don't want to say like want to pray for a move of God in the church service. And I say, all kingdom workers, for every Sunday service, we are doing dry fasting. You see a man of God in his own church ministering. It's normal. When he goes to another church, something's happening. Why? Because that church has a program. So they put our prayer team. The whole church is fasting into that program. So it's not just the man of God's anointing, the preparation of the house. So Totabel says that preparation alone is enough to bring a move. I mean, not preparation of prayer, just preparing. Like we are planning for the program one year ahead. We are raising seeds for this, doing this, ushers to wear this color, wear this color. Just that before we start praying, God is impressed. He moves in the meeting. There's nobody has had an encounter with God that's by accident. It happened by a certain definite preparation. If you're going to encounter God's visitation and have a transmission of life, you must prepare. It's very tiring. It's very stressful. I can tell the truth. Sometimes I don't feel anything. There were times I will fast and pray and in my prayer I don't hear God. Not even hello. I want to be a cough. But those times when I'm even praying I get tired. I start. Then in my mind, I'm like, ah, when I read these books, they said when they are praying by the seventh day, they have been open. My own, the heaven is closing. Then you know what happens? When I break the fast after 10 days and I start eating, the fifth day of my eating, I start hearing God and seeing things. And I realized, so I concluded, if I'm praying, and I don't feel anything, I keep praying. Because no prayer is wasted. Preparation. If the Lord allows us, we'll continue. But we'll end here today. Rise to your feet.
How many of you know Jesus is coming? Now can we all begin to look at our preparation towards his coming? How's it going? Do you think we are prepared for his coming? When it comes to Jesus' coming, the preparation is not an event, it's a life. Because his coming is not, there's no date. It can come at any time. So in his, in, in, when it comes to his own, the preparation is a lifestyle. I was to one of our brothers in the church and I said, I just love the way you keep helping us to maintain this morning devotion. You wake up on time, right on time, and you get us to do it. God bless you. And he said, and I told him, I said, this thing I've seen is really helping you. Even your spirit. I said, yes, sir. He said, sometimes I prepare ahead in case nobody's reading prayer. I prepared ahead. So one person in the church has taken upon himself that no matter how stressed anyone, he'll make sure that we're having a morning devotion. And if all of us were like that, there are many things that as pastors, we'll just decree, you will hold it, and then we can continue other things. But there are some of us who decree the thing, you hold it and drop it. The pastor has to come back and pick it again. So the pastor cannot keep staying in that place, in the holiness of God, to be praying for the next move of God. He has to keep coming back to prepare things. That's the danger of having people who don't hold on. Oh, are you hearing the will of God? The Holy Ghost is working on our lives, so... He's helping us as a church. The pastor must focus on the front. Then the people behind him must keep the work working. Then he gets it. There's a next phase. There's a third phase. There's a fourth phase. But the man turns, want to give the second phase. He says that uh, you have dropped this one too. Why must you drop it? Pick it up again. Time is wasted. Sharp preparation.